Hello, I'm Mary Spicer, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Behind Fashion. In this unprecedented time, the fashion industry, like so many industries, is in distress. Around the world, we have joined together to demand racial and social justice, and the hard work must continue. I created this series so that we could support one another as we move forward in the rapidly changing fashion world. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to introduce you to many behind the scenes of fashion shows and events. Um, modeling agents, agencies, casting directors, models themselves, hair artists, and so many more. With a virus that discourages the touching of clothing and the interaction of people, what does the future hold for the fashion industry? And how are our roles changing? I look forward to collaborating and sharing our ideas and journeys as we move forward together in this new world. Today, it is my great pleasure to introduce all of you to Katie Van Horn. Katie was born and raised in Denver, Colorado. Oh, hi, Katie. <laughs> and she attended CU Boulder, majoring in journalism and Spanish with a minor in advertising. Following graduation, Ms. Van Horn started interning at Wilhelmina Denver when they had first opened their doors in 2010 and has worked tirelessly to her present position as Vice President and Managing Director at Wilhelmina Denver. Wilhelmina Denver is the largest full-service model, talent, and artist agency servicing the entire Rocky Mountain region. Katie Van Horn has managed models, actors, and artists for 10 years, both in Colorado and nationwide. She has worked with a wide range of clients such as Eddie Bauer, Audi, Starbucks, Target, Vail Resorts, Hermes, and L'Oreal. Welcome Katie and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Behind Fashion. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm really glad to see you. You know, I was, you're in Denver. I was going to drop off a mug and you know, it's just a sign of the times that I was like, there's no email. I don't understand. I can't find anything. That's so <laughs> odd. She always responds right to me. And then, you know, at like five o'clock or something, it pops up that it had been sent to me at 1030. And, you know, people are working from home. Kids are at school from home. It's, you know, and it's got to be changing it somehow because I definitely was checking. No so I have your mug right here. Well, that's okay. I have a cute one in replacement. Oh, so I'd like go. to cheers you and all of your hard work. Cheers. And your successes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is not easy. That's part of why I started this show. I mean, it, it just takes so much work. Um, it's not, I like dresses, so I went into fashion kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but before we... <laughs> Before we start talking all things fashion, there is a pandemic happening, and I want to check in with you and yours. How is your family doing? How have you managed during the pandemic? You know, everybody is healthy, everybody's safe, and everybody is, you know, hanging in there mentally. So overall, I'm counting my blessings. <laughs> yeah, I'm like 10 seconds from sheet caking again. I think we all are, right? <laughs> <laughs> Every day is a new adventure. <laughs> now, as soon as you graduated CU Boulder, you started interning for Wilhelmina, and you've been there for nine, ten years? Ten years. Yeah, we just celebrated our ten-year anniversary in uh, August. And that just, I think that's 
That's such a good mentorship to tell people where you start. And I had Lori DeJong on um, last week mm -hmm. and she also started interning. And that's really important. Learn from the people um, who can mentor you. You know, you can't just start from zero to a thousand. Absolutely. Well, and especially, I mean, Wilhelmina Denver, we're still kind of a small company. There's only six of us in the office, but when I started, it, there was one. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's great to obviously see how we've grown and expanded, but starting from the bottom is the gr a great way to get there. Absolutely. Because as you move forward, you need to know how all the pieces are working, how to communicate with people. Um, you know, it's not, you know, you want to accommodate businesses and things like that, but sometimes you can't do a 20 minute turnaround for an email, but um, I digress on that. <laughs> I'd like to get into the challenges of having a photo shoot during the pandemic, right? Businesses have to advertise. People have to advertise. Um, you know, we're under duress. And so, you know, the money's going down um, to get the reduced business um, that is there. What are some of the challenges that you and your clients have experienced keeping the shoot safe from COVID spread while staying within um, financial means? Sure, so at the beginning, we kind of flatlined. We had nothing going on for a little bit right after COVID came about just because people didn't know how to pivot and how to you know, kind of make, make their situation work. Um, obviously on set, you're interacting with people. People are close to each other. Um, a lot of people can't do it on their own, you know, I mean, we've got a lot of people who are um, jacks of all trade here in Colorado, which I think has really helped the industry. But I mean, being photographer, model, hair, makeup, all of those things, a lot of times people just couldn't do it. So we were very um, slow right at the beginning while people were kind of learning to transition. Um, but, you know, since then, we've seen a huge uptick in business. I think a lot of clients are kind of realizing that they maybe don't need quite as many people on set as they thought they did. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, even recently I had a client who was here and she called me and she was like, you know, I just got COVID certified, which apparently is a thing now. Um, I think you also yeah. did the same thing. <laughs> yes. Um, which is just super intense. And she said that she realized the day before the photo shoot that she had to have an outdoor hand washing station to comply with COVID regulations, I guess. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of brands have just kind of been pivoting and trying to figure things out kind of on the fly. Um, but you know, we're trying to be right there with them and accommodate them and help them along as much as we can. And part of the pivot, I mean, whether you're a COVID manager or you're a modeling agency, when you're going to a different state, if you're able to travel there, um, you have to know the regulations of that state because it is not a federal overall guideline. There are right. CDC guidelines, but then there's also like the triumvirate in, um, on the East Coast, New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey. And so they have their own rules as well. So you have to really know about the rules in the various states as well. Right. And yeah. like, like I just said, some states are, are having a more difficult time than others. So are you finding that many of your clients um, can be coming from some of those states because they're unable to, to film um, or photograph to Colorado? Yeah, we've had a lot of people come here from out of town. Um, we worked with a lot of people from Florida, some people from LA, some people from New York, um, just because the regulation in Colorado is a little bit looser, just because our numbers have stayed so much lower than they have in some of these other places. Mm -hmm. um, I know I actually was trying to source models from New York for a photo shoot in Denver. Um, and many of the people that I was in contact with said that they wouldn't send me options only because they are requiring models, if they leave the state of New York, they have to self-quarantine for at least 14 days after they get back. Oh, uh, not, 
not from Colorado though, but they're just doing a blanket no matter where they go. Well, and from New York. So it's if, if you leave the state of New York and then right. come back to New York, it's when you get back that you have to do a 14 day quarantine. Oh, okay. obviously for those models, they're going to lose a ton of money if they're out of work for those 14 days. So oh, yeah. a lot of times it just makes sense for them to stay. So it doesn't make sense to send them options in other states. So, yeah, well, we did, we did, um, remote casting mm -hmm. for, um, a client whose brand is out of China. And as you know, I, I work in New York and I was at fashion week. Right. And so it, it went very well. The, mm -hmm. you know, you're on zoom, you're doing remote, um, do you think that this is a change that's going to continue after the pandemic once they realize they don't have to physically fly or as many people? Yep, absolutely. I think people have been forced in this industry to really embrace technology. Whereas previously, I think there were so many people that were just really opposed to it. You know, the old guard that wanted to do it the old way and see people in person and see them for an actual casting and, you know, hold them there for two hours to make sure they get a chance to get to know them. But at this point, I mean, everybody has had to go to the remote app aspect of things. So, I mean, I have huge clients that are contacting me just for video castings. So we've done several things, either had a video casting at our office and basically mm -hmm. zoom them in. So that way they get a chance to meet with the models that way. Um, or I have a lot of people that I'm just reaching out to and saying, Hey, can you send me a personality video? Tell me about yourself. Tell me what you like to do. Tell me, you know, about your boyfriend. If you're shooting with your boyfriend, just because we do have a lot of clients too, that are looking for real couples, real families, real siblings, um, just obviously to abide by COVID protocol. Um, so yeah, so we've had to get inventive and I absolutely think this is here to stay. I think it's much more budget conscious, which I think is another thing that, um, clients are very much focusing on right now. <laughs> and I think because whether you're doing, um, we call them virtual reality fashion shows or a photo shoot or anything, it is very different. So it, it almost makes sense to do the casting via zoom or something like that, because that's how they're going to be quote unquote performing. Absolutely. Um, so do you think in that respect, are the models shifting as far as popularity? Um, do you find that these are, these are changing who the, who the popular models are? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think COVID has something to do with that. I think our current political situation has something to do with that as well. But yeah, a lot of our clients are super concerned with what people's Instagrams look like. They're concerned if they're going out and doing things that are not COVID friendly. I had someone that was kicked off of a job because of that, because they were going out and they did not appear that they were abiding by COVID protocol. And clients are really concerned about that. Number one, obviously, if they're going to be on set with them, but additionally, they want to make sure that these people are an accurate representation of their brand um, and putting, you know, a good foot forward. Um, you know, if someone is representing me and my brand, I certainly want to make sure that they align with my values. So, right. Well, and, and so, and we'll get into that a little bit more. So as a model, you are a business as well, and Absolutely. you've got to get out there working, but not to digress, thinking about how they perform and who is more popular, um, just like athletes, mm -hmm. um, you know, some are really shining right now. There, there's no audience out there and they are just performing fantastically. And some of the ones who used to really shine, they feed off of that audience and they're not quite doing as well. And I think, are we seeing that same thing with models? That Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We have some people that really thrive off of that energy, which I'm sure obviously you produce fashion shows, you know exactly how that goes. So we've got those girls that just feed off of that energy walking down the runway, but then we've got others that it's a little intimidating for them. So I think we've been able to get some of our people a little bit outside of their box and 
you know, maybe experiencing those virtual fashion shows where they don't have an audience of 300 people that they're walking for. Um, and just being able to kind of hone those skills as well as, you know, the behind the camera, the taking photos, the doing small video shoots, that type of thing. Yeah. What a great opportunity for, for the newer models to get that experience without all the eyes on them right up next to them. Cause we absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a great <laughs> little stepping stone for them to get there. <laughs> And so do you find that your clients are doing um, more videos now that live shows and events are off the table or? You know, most of what we're doing is more still images um, just because I think um, part of it has to do with the fact that with still images, you have to have a lot less people on set. Uh, so with our, you know, jack of all trade kind of industry people here in Colorado, we have someone who can be, you know, they can be the photographer, they can be the lighting, they can be the grip, they can focus on all of those things. And then we can have the model show up, hair and makeup ready with their clothes that have been picked out. Um, so it's just model and photographer. Whereas with video stuff, especially if they're doing anything with sound, they obviously have to have somebody that's doing engineering for that. They have to have people that have the lighting, the grip, the this, that, and the other thing, just because post-production for video is so much more difficult than it is with print stuff. So, I mean, we certainly have some people that are shooting video, but right now it's a lot more still images than anything, I'd say. I have noticed um, in the past, I'd say like three, four years ago, they would say, oh, we'll just get it in post-production. Don't worry about it. You know, we'll, we'll edit that out. We'll edit this. We'll edit that. And thankfully, it was already going the direction of, no, if you get it right the first time, because right. everybody had a lot of work, especially with video, with editing, um, uh, with so many images going by, there were too many to fix every single one. So you really had to go back to the time of getting it right the first time mm -hmm. so that we didn't have to, to get in there. Um, but it seems like, so some of the larger companies um, might be doing fewer videos. And then some of, I think that some of the, the designers, now that the stores aren't open, I can't go and touch it and try it on and all of this. Mm -hmm. um, I think it would behoove them to add video content. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the same way. I like to touch stuff. I like to feel it. I like to try it on. Um, and when I am looking at clothing or something like that, I want to see how it fits on someone that looks like me. So I want to see someone that's the same size, that's the same measurements, that's the same height. Like I want to see that. And maybe that comes from a fashion background. I don't know, but I would think that customers would like that too, you know? Um, yeah. And we're seeing that with a lot of some of these larger companies. You know, I know like Lululemon, they have, you know, see this on a size four, see this on a size six, see this on a size eight, which I think is oh, amazing. Yeah. I think, I think more companies should do that for sure. Cause I think that's only going to help their sales. Um, and less returns, I would assume. Um, especially people, since people can't try it on in person and they can't, they can't go into stores and do stuff like that. Yeah. It's brilliant. I, I, you know, 2020 really has been about a couple things, but except change and pivot. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Everything is change and pivot. Everything is. Yep, absolutely. And then um, I know that as we talk about models are changing, we've more from the supermodels, mm -hmm. uh, from the supermodels to the it girls to the influencers. And now I think it's lifestyle models. Their lifestyle um, is aligning with the brand's lifestyle. And that's because they are a brand in themselves. They have huge followings on Instagram, Facebook. Um, so why is the model's lifestyle coming into place so much now? Was it already heading that way? You know, I think it was to some extent, just because of the influencer industry that we're in right now. 
Um, I think that that has been very important for a lot of brands just because I think that they, consumers think that that is a more authentic representation of who is actually purchasing the products and who is using the products as opposed to hiring a model, paying them a day rate to wear your clothes. You are hiring a, an influencer who's going to go and use your product in everyday life. So I think that the industry was somewhat already moving that way. Um, but even more so now, I think that it is so important for people to actually be an authentic representation of exactly what these brands are looking for. And I see that more and more. Um, a lot of our clients are asking for those personality videos, not just to see their personality, but to also get a feel for what they like to do. Like some of the outerwear companies we work with ask like, what's your favorite outdoor activity to do in Denver? And so, you know, if people are un unauthentic or saying like, oh, I don't really like the outdoors then at that point, that person's not even considered for the job, which is so funny because a while ago, you know, this is not what brands cared. Five, 10 years ago, brands didn't really care about what you did in your spare time. They just cared that your clothing fit them well or their clothing fit you well. Um, so it is, it's interesting to see the shift, but yeah, it's just become like a big old ball of, you gotta have all of it. You know, you gotta have the followers, you gotta have the um, lifestyle, and then you also have to be a good fit for their brand. So well, I feel like it's I getting wonder, a bit harder to meet that mark. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if some of it isn't that we're doing more athleisure wear. Um, I have in the past seen photos, maybe from a yoga photo shoot or something like that. I'm like, that girl has never done yoga in her life. In like, her life, is, yes. That is not... <laughs> Yes, like that's not a pose. That's not how you do it. Right. So there is a bit of authenticity with yes. it. And also without getting political, um, I am voting with my money. I Absolutely. am. I would like to put my money behind companies and we're seeing that shift where some companies aren't carrying certain items mm -hmm. um, because of some of their um, views, I guess. And Absolutely. Everybody on every side can do all of those things. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. We're, and we're certainly seeing that. I think that the industry of, you know, charitable giving is really important. And, you know, the 1% for the planet and other things like that are really um, driving consumer purchase, which I think is great. I mean, I think it's that time, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've done a little bit of it, but it always felt a little bit like... Um, we used to call it greenwashing and, mm -hmm. and then it was like help washing. Um, but I think people are truly getting behind the brands um, and they're realizing that not only can they be an amazing brand, a lifestyle, um, but they can also create some real change along Absolutely. with it. Absolutely. So everything's multi-level. Yeah. I mean, I think the authenticity then comes from both levels. You know, they want the authentic models. We want the authentic brands that are actually living what they promote, you know? So I think consumers are, they're getting hit to all of that. So. And, and your agency along with pivoting is doing, you're wearing a lot of hats. You're doing more than you used to because yes. more is required. Um, can you tell me about some of the things that, um, that you guys, Wilhelmina Denver, has put in place in response to those challenges? Sure. So with COVID, obviously, we are trying to cover all of our bases and just make sure that we are abiding by any and all regulation that comes through. Um, obviously, we're kind of the third-party broker, really, between the talent and the client. So there's only so much that we can do. But we do make sure that everybody signs a COVID waiver before they go on set. We make sure that clients sign COVID waivers to make sure that they're abiding by COVID restrictions. Mm -hmm. um, asking, you know, the six foot distance, the masks, the hand sanitizing, the hand washing stations, as we've discovered. Um, and then also looking for people to actually be related um, or like cohorts of people who have been 
quarantining together. That has been very common with our clients, which totally makes sense to me. Um, and we were kind of at the forefront of that. That's something that we really started to ramp up back in March, whenever we knew that COVID was going to be a very large threat to this industry. So we have a great roster of real families, real couples, real siblings. Um, so that way those people can interact a bit more authentically than you would be able to do if it was a complete stranger and you had to stay six feet apart from them. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're trying to move with our clients any way that we can. And the same with the video castings and asking for videos on people. We have a lot of casting directors that are doing things completely virtually now. So yeah, we're just pivoting just like everybody else. <laughs> but you're also, you also started, um, you added something new at your agency, a new, um, like if I'm looking for male or female models, I'm looking Oh yes, we also added a non-binary tab on our website, which is great. Sorry, thank you for the, um, <laughs> for the prod on that. Um, but I think that's super important too. I think that brands are becoming more aware of the fact that people aren't just male, female, aren't just black and white. People are a mixture of a lot of things. And so we are trying very much to dive into that. We're really building up our curve roster. Um, we're focusing on all of those things. That's what consumers want to see. That's what clients want. And we want to be a reflection of that. And we want to be able to offer as much as we possibly can. We've got some people who are amputees. We've got um, some other people, we've got a Down syndrome roster. So we're just, we're really making sure that we've got anything and everything that our clients could want. And I tend to even propose that stuff to clients, yeah. um, even if they don't ask for it. <laughs> so like I have, you know, a running company that had reached out to me and I submitted three out of our four amputees for it, um, who are all amputees. They only, they have one leg, um, but they are all runners. And I think that that's something that should be included in these types of brands, whether they think that they should include it too or not. Um, so I take it upon myself to propose that type of thing to them so that way they can make sure that they're including everybody. But it's a realistic view. It is. It they absolutely. do run. Yes. <laughs> runners. And, and honestly, one of the amputees that we represent, she's an Olympic runner. That's what she does. So I'm like, she's perfect for this project. If you guys pass her up, you know, but I mean, I think that that's really important that these brands see that these people are out there, that they're available. And so they need to stop being narrow-minded in terms of what a runner looks like or what, you know, a, a yogi looks like or what a consumer of coffee looks like. We got to make sure that we've got it all. It's true. There is a little bit, there's an element of education as well, but you guys are staying on the forefront of it. That's why I love you so much. <laughs> I see a lot of people on social media saying, I need a model um, for such and such day and I'll give you $150 flat rate. Um, and I just, I go, ah, what is your response to those who think um, that asking a model online is a good option. Um, why should they work with you guys instead? Yeah, so I mean, obviously with an agency, you get a certain sense of reliability. <laughs> Somebody's gonna be there. Um, the model is gonna be there. I'm holding somebody accountable, so they will absolutely be there. They're gonna look like their photos. They're gonna be the right measurements. They're gonna show up prepared. They're gonna be on time. Right. I know a lot of those things do not happen whenever you just hire someone on Instagram or Facebook um, who is unrepresented, just because what, I mean, if something comes up, they've got nothing really to lose in terms of nobody's holding them accountable um, if they don't show up or if they don't look like their photos or if they're not prepared. Whereas I'm certainly going to hold people accountable <laughs> to show up. And if somebody doesn't show up, then I'll be the one that helps fill that void for you. Um, I can't tell you how often people reach out to me and say, hey, I need a model today. My model backed out last minute. And of course, they didn't book the model through me. They booked the model through Facebook. So, you know, we're here to help solve those problems, of course. But additionally, I think that 
you know, we try to work with local companies just as much as we possibly can. We understand that people are struggling right now. We understand that people were struggling before COVID. Um, you know, we're happy to try to work with people for their bud with the budgets that they do have. But of course we need to make sure that models are fairly compensated. So it's kind of a balancing act between those two things. But I think, you know, us being in the middle and kind of acting as the broker of that entire situation, I think everybody wins. The model wins because they feel safe. They feel protected on set. We do our due diligence to make sure that again, people are going to follow the COVID standards that we're setting. But additionally that, you know, we vetted the photographer. We made sure that they're not going anywhere where they're not going to have service or anywhere sketchy or anything like that. If anybody's mm -hmm. under 18, we make sure that a parent is welcome on set. Um, so we kind of just do all of that um, to make sure that the model is safe. And then also, of course, obviously benefiting the client, we make sure that whoever shows up. Right. And, and you know, it's, it's really important, I think, um, to support Wilhelmina Denver. But what, what do you say to those who are kind of undercutting the agencies you're not you're not the only agency but you know sure when they're when they're undercutting that and they're going straight to facebook what do you have to say to that i mean nobody wins when you do that <laughs> so i really just want to make sure that people do understand that we're here to help we're trying to lift up the industry here as a whole please don't undercut us we're going to do everything by the book um you know, and aside from that, there's something that you get out of paying for a professional model. You get that professionalism that you won't get off of someone from Instagram. You get someone who has done at least one professional photo shoot, who understands the concept of photo movement, who has done digitals with us, who has met with everybody at the agency, who has reviewed our contract and our policies and, you know, all of that type of stuff. So they, you certainly get what you pay for whenever you work with an agency. Right. And I have to say, you know, um, it lifts the professionalism of Denver for Absolutely. companies that are considering coming to do um, photo shoots, videos, movies, anything like that. We mm -hmm. do have companies here, they're professional, and we need to support all of that and the, and the movement forward because then you can hire more models with more gigs, more Absolutely. happening. Yes, but, and I think that's so important is to just have the entire industry as a whole lift each other up. Like that's what we need to do in this time when everybody is struggling. So with that in mind, you know, we work with the smaller budgets. We have the models who have a little bit less experience that maybe they need the experience to get on set. Like we try to work with everyone that we possibly can just to support this industry. Because at the end of the day, if this local boutique is trying to hire a model and they have a very limited budget, if they can't hire a model, they can't sell clothes, they end up going out of business. That's a long-term client that we just lost. And that's not great for the industry as a whole, obviously. You know, we need our local clients. We need our local boutiques. We need the, those types of people in order to just really ramp up the fashion industry here in Denver. So in thinking about all of that, model pay, I have to go there. Um, many are saying that the model pay has not um, gone up in the past five years. And obviously now we're negotiating even less. Um, what is your take on that? I mean, I certainly, again, want to make sure that our models are fairly compensated, but at the same time, I think that the use of image has changed so much over the past five years. So it used to be five years ago that, you know, you're shooting for this company and your photo is going to be everywhere. It's going to be online. It's going to be on their website. It's going to be on paid digital ads, potentially on broadcast TV. It's going to be on billboards. It's going to be in print ads. At this point, a lot of clients are just shooting specifically for social media. And social media, yes, it lives forever, but think of how many ads you see when you log on to Facebook. 
Think of how many ads you see when you log on to Instagram. So even though people might be getting a more impressions, so more people see that photo, they see it for a lot less time and consumers are not starting to associate that person with that product unless it's like a campaign of some sort. So to some extent, I understand why rates have not increased just because mm -hmm. brands are shooting more, they're advertising more and they're using more people. So it's not quite like you're going to be associated with that brand in the same way that you would have been five years ago. So right. I mean, it's a delicate balance. Of course, rates should go up, but at the same time, since brands are shooting so much more often, it's, it's kind of, you know, I mean, we got, we got to just take what we can get kind of. <laughs> and, and I mean, to go back to the fact that miles are now, now becoming a brand and like brands, we're all in distress and, and there's not as much money, but it's really important to have your brand seen and shown. So at this point, um, you know, <laughs> as we're pivoting to get those models seen, I think is very important and, and paid and it's professional and they're safe. I think that is probably what's most important right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as the industry is changing, we all just kind of have to roll with the punches. Um, it's been changing. It's going to continue to change. I can only imagine what the long-term effects of COVID are going to be. Yeah. on the modeling side of things, but you know, I mean, we're here for it. We're ready for it and we're going to do what we can to change with it. <laughs> well, I, you know, I love you guys and I love that you're always on the forefront. You're thinking of the next thing. You're trying to help us. You're trying to help the models. You're trying to help the clients. And, um, it really is so wonderful to work with you. I hope you and I get to work together again very soon. Yes, me too. I know. Let's bring back live events. Get out of here, COVID. <laughs> and I'll be bringing your mug. I <laughs> Amazing. I will anxiously be awaiting it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on Behind Fashion. Thanks, Mary. I really appreciate it. All the best. You too. Bye. Bye. And thank you all for attending this week's Behind Fashion series with guest Katie Van Horn, Vice President and Managing Director of Wilhelmina Denver. You can find Wilhelmina Denver on Facebook and Instagram. Both are Wilhelmina Denver. W-I-L-H-E-L-M-I-N-D-E-N-V-E-R. And their website is www.wilhelminadenver.com. So don't miss another episode. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Behind Fashion with Mary Spicer. If you prefer podcasts, I am um, Behind Fashion and it's on Google, Apple, iHeart, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitch. And I'm taking next week off. I will update who is coming on next. Everybody's at London and Paris Fashion Weeks just to give a little update of who might be coming in two weeks. So I will see you Wednesday, October 4th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. on the West Coast, and 5 p.m. British Summertime. All the best to you and yours.